In recent news, those actively involved or following the PPE industry must have come across articles about falling glove prices due to shifts in supply and demand, namely, involving the world's largest glove suppliers such as Top Glove of Malaysia and Sri Trang of Thailand. In the capacity of a PPE broker, I would like to offer those brokering, trading or purchasing gloves some perspectives on these recent news. Specifically, many people I am in contact with express their concerns on whether this industry is still viable, and how such statements from the big boys will affect their pricing approach to existing loys, or are any of their currently in discussion trade deals in danger of bombing out. Picture above, some of the news headlines that have been worrying PPE brokers. Even more specifically, there are many brokers I know who are just beginning to find the real clients and suppliers, after many months of futility, and are wondering if all their efforts have come to naught. Firstly, I would like to state that there is definitely light at the tunnel, and I will try to give a as balanced as possible review of all the factors for consideration. Read till the end to find out. Picture, Sir Trang Chief Executive, Jerry Nijirokul against a background of glove production automation machines. Why is there a price drop? The big manufacturers are also the ones who have expanded the most amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. In order for sustaining the operating costs and generate ROI for their expansion, they need to receive a constant flow of orders. It is highly important for them to be able to fill their order books not just for the next 12 months but for the next 48 to 60 months, in order not to suffer significant loss of operating income post-epidemic. In order to do this, they need to adjust their pricing to secure such long-term glove orders. Picture, Top Glove, known to sell their gloves for as much as $16 per box, announced a lowering of price to match changes in the glove market. However, I would also like fellow brokers reading this not to be overly worried and I will be getting to that shortly. It's very important you have an understanding of these factors so that you will not be bullied by the buyers, buyer mandates or buyer's side brokers that will most probably abuse these reports to attempt to squeeze you out of your respectful margins. Stabilization in the prices and supply of NBR. In early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic, the world's nitrile glove production needed to rapidly scale to manage the world's sudden spike in the use for nitrile gloves in the front lines. Up till that point, nitrile butadiene rubber, NBR, was only produced in limited amounts, and some of the major exporting countries of NBR include Korea, China, Taiwan, and Russia. Quick fact for you, LG, the Korean electronics giant, is also a big player in this industry. Anyway, back to the topic. Because it's also important to buy high-quality nitrile, basically it's a rush to place orders with a select bunch of trusted, experienced producers. Naturally, this creates speculation on price, and China was not initially the number one choice for NBR, though no one denies their experience and production capacity for PVC gloves. Over the past year, China, the world's biggest manufacturing hub, has gotten the spread of the COVID-19 virus under good management, and has been able to rekindle their manufacturing powers as citizens return to work. Because China is so good in scaling their manufacturing capabilities, and in quality control, it is now possible to purchase NBR of Japanese and Korean standards, made in China. Some of the good ones are made under license and some are just made there from skills transfer. For anyone reading who's interested, I have access to high-quality NBR from China at very reasonable pricing, through one of my trusted suppliers who has a long contract with a government-backed firm. Write me on the contact page if you would like to place an order. Cheaper but not necessarily sooner. Again, I wish to provide reality to statements of price drop by the world's giants in glove production. Current orders with any of the big glove companies in the world will come with lead times of 9 to 14 months as a minimum, and with possibly very undesirable quantities. Try sending them an email and you'll find out that what I'm saying is true. 
So when they announce a price drop, that applies to orders which will start delivering in that amount of time, and that basically carries the same form of risk as booking an anniversary staycation in advance for you and your one-month-long girlfriend for a low price. Greater than contracting for PPE supplies that will only start delivering a year from now is like paying for an anniversary staycation with your currently two-week-long girlfriend. Maybe a year from now, the hotel went bankrupt from extended periods of operating loss, or, you by then maybe your bitter enemies, or maybe things went super well, you had a shotgun marriage and a year from now you're about to become a father to triplets in the operating room, or maybe, a year from now you can get the same deal for a tenth of what it is today due to a tourism stimulus subsidy from the government. You don't know what you don't know. Greater than. Greater than PPE it add. From my experience in dealing with real buyers, the longer the lead time, the longer the uncertainty. No one really wants to buy more than they need, or pay more than they have to, or receive in the far future what they really need now. The advantage with dealing with the emerging new brands on the market is a competitive price, often lower than the big boys, and an access to the product within the next 7-45 to 45 days. If you or your customers need product yesterday and can't afford the anxiety or frustration of waiting a year to receive your first container and have no plans on paying what could seem cheap now, but a rip-off a year from now, contact me via the contact page with your needs. The markup and price drop gimmick. The department stores do this all the time. But they can because people still buy. Board housewives fall for these gimmicks all the time. The most tasteful way to pull off such a gimmick is if the product in question really does have that amount of perceived value. For the matter, right now in Thailand, surf skates are the craze and it's funny how even jewelry shops started selling skateboards too, for three to four times of what it would cost online, shipping from the USA or Australia. Picture, surf skate sellers on Lazada Thailand using the markup and price drop sales gimmick. These boards were never 2.5 or 5x as mentioned. During the glove crunch at the beginning stages of the COVID-19 pandemic, manufacturers are also very aware that many of the new brands on the market had no means to produce and deliver anyway, despite their lower prices. So, they could confidently drum up their prices, and companies, governments, hospitals, would still buy them. FYI, when I was in the south of Thailand, visiting several glove factories such as Sertrang, SGMP, Highcare, Medical Glove, I found out that in December of 2020, they were already retailing to end buyers at 11 US dollars and 80 cents to 130 per case of nitrile examination gloves, 10 boxes per case. That's $11.80.13 per box, FOB. Top Glove has also been known to be selling it up to 16 US dollars per box. Note that these prices are three to four times of pre epidemic. Even if they discount 30%, just a random figure, in the used 910 range, the resulting balance price is still close to three times of pre-epidemic. So, fellow brokers pushing emerging brands that undercut this have nothing to worry about, as long as your supplier is providing buyers quality goods. Price board among established glove companies. Among my visits to the different glove companies, I noticed that each manufacturer's pricing is not too far off from the next, and in the conversations had, it was also very common that owners would be friends with owners in the other competitor factories. That's not surprising at all, because they would also often be part of a certain country's rubber manufacturer association, and it would be in common interest not to undercut. Picture, it's anyone's guess that each glove manufacturer's owners know each other especially when you can simply drive down a stretch of road in Hatyai, south of Thailand, and see glove and rubber factories within a stone's throw from the other on the same stretch of road. What I also realized, was that pricing differences were also reflective of lead time differences. Such as, the longer you wait, the less you pay. To a greater extent, the prices were all relative. If there were any grave cost differences at all, 
it would be due to quality differences, such as thickness, length or color. They would not want to sabotage each other's rice bowl because indirectly it circles back to them too. If you hear a super low price compared to what's published, if ITISNT fake, someone's not telling you something else. There are still many less traveled people who believe Ansel Edge can be had for 15 US dollars per box, and Cranberry Evolve can be had for 18 US dollars per box via certain strategic partners or allocation holders of these companies. I have an official circular from Ansel Asia some time back that there is a surcharge of $24x per case. The official response from Cranberry was also over 40 US dollars per box. I have also been contacted with even more delusional people who actually seek gloves to supply Ansel and Cranberry, and ask for such obscene target price so they can make 50 cents while the companies make 10 cents to sell at $15 and $18 respectively. At some point I seriously think many of these traders have abused drugs to stay constantly awake and turned into delusional meth heads as a result. And because of their misguided ways, have totally confused the market by spreading untruths or skewed repurposings of received orders. Picture, no prizes for guessing which band of meth heads this is. Lower, but not low prices from the established brands really exist, but only with something given in return such as, supply of NBR in exchange for a percentage of production allocation at a discounted price. Or, NBR supply in exchange for gloves in contractually agreed amounts of each. I wish to state that I do have access to quality gloves from some of the bigger, established manufacturers under such barter or schemes, through my NBR supplier. Staying competitive with emerging, fully certified brands. The good thing and opportunity in a shortage situation is the old adage beggars cannot be choosers especially in the early stages of pandemic when USA opened up with emergency use authorization, EUA, all sorts of nitro gloves in varying amounts of purity were going across. Not all made the grade, but they had to be used anyway. Fast forward to present, there is an accumulation of substandard stock in the USA that traders are trying to rid off to suckers. Greater than on this same note, I would like to give brokers and traders reading this a little ace card here if your buyers try to compare with the stock that's OTG in the States right now. If it's that good, buy it. Why are they asking you to source for them? Obviously because it's not up to standard and unsuitable for use. Greater than. Greater than PPE dad. Good quality goods always sells. I was just listening to a joke from someone who could have been offered a Japanese citizenship and passport after many years of being a permanent resident. He said the last thing he wants is to be caught when holding a Japanese passport when bargaining for a good price while shopping in a foreign country. It's because he'll get the Japanese surcharge an extra markup by opportunistic sellers that Japanese are typically willing to pay for a premium quality version of the product, which doesn't actually exist. The point I was trying to make, is that quality goods will always have their buyers. Any new brand that has the actual products, testing reports, and certificates to match is in the best position to get market share in this pandemic, simply because buyers know how hard it is to get good reliable supply and will likely stick to any good options they tried and have tested. Write me via the contact page on this site if you're interested to purchase some of these fully certified, high-grade gloves from the new emerging brands. Current vaccines will likely not solve this pandemic. Greater than one of the common tactics used by buyer mandates to bully brokers who may have a good supply lead to squash them for a better price is the insinuance that you better have the supplier know that vaccines are already in mass production and in six months their business could be gone if they don't accept this order at this price. Greater than. Greater than PPE ad. The truth of the matter is we all know that the world vaccine efforts have been less than desirable. And most recently, AstraZeneca has been off schedule in providing the promised doses. More importantly, 
people are still contracting the coronavirus even having taken two doses of the vaccine. Worse, because the COVID-19 virus is really like a DNA-level biological warfare Frankenstein of SARS, MERS, Ebola, HIV, and cancer. The COVID-19 coronavirus has been seen to having different effects with when interacting with host bodies of different ethnic descent, for example, Chinese-Asian, Eastern European, Indian, Caucasian. As a result, not only are we seeing an inefficacy of the vaccines due to the mismatch of origin and destination, we're also noticing the region mismatched vaccines also seem to be perpetrating new strains of the virus. This happens when different region versions are introduced to the host body, i.e. via air or human contact transmission, as well as via inactive or dormant versions of the virus found in mRNA vaccine. Picture, artist's impression of coronavirus molecule mutating with another of different strain. I tried to keep it as layman as possible. But the point I would like to make is that the coronavirus will likely continue for years with the existing approaches to make vaccines, which typically uses a sampling of the virus. Niche targeting and for post-pandemic longevity. Me and my partners did research on the most recently approved 510K applications by glove factories in Asia. What we found out was that many of the latest 510K approvals were for existing gloves by existing glove manufacturers in new categories, or new specification. Most of them were for existing glove products that already had a 510K for the LZA category, and now they have just obtained 510K for the LZC category. Others we came across were 510K for the glove product in a new color, because as we note, some countries have started a color-coding gloves depending on the industry in which they will be used. The FDA LZC registration, for instance is awarded for chemochemical safe gloves. This is more niche-specific and is one of the instances that could give the gloves more long-term use cases. Other 510KS were also awarded for IWP, which is the radiographic protective glove, and QDO which is for fentanyl and a POID protection glove, which is basically glove safe for anesthetist's use. You can already see from these above examples that manufacturers are thinking of ways to future-proof their gloves post-pandemic, by being able to offer the same gloves, or small variations of the same gloves, or different types of gloves that can be produced by the same production lines, for more purposes so they can have economies of scale on the side of production and yet be able to maintain a beneficial pricing to their ROI. Last words for brokers. If you started out as early as me or just slightly after, the good news is that by now, many of the fake buyers and sellers have already left the picture. A large percentage of the ones who are still looking are serious. Brokers who have access to gloves in this stage of the game should be focused on getting deals closed with real buyers. It is no longer the time for picking and choosing and having lofty expectations of what car or house you're going to purchase when the deal is over. I have already given you many hints above on the driving forces for price, and some very good, reality-backed rebuttals when you get squeezed by buyers. It is still possible to get good profit per unit but not necessarily astronomical. Obvious factors include the market, the certs required, and the COVID situation in that country. I wish I could be more specific than this, but some of the negotiations require experience to know what the buyer can most likely accept. If you would like to run some ideas through regarding a certain client you have on hand, or if you need genuine supply I'm more than happy to help you. Reach out to me on the contact link above. I wish you a fledging business.